Welcome to another episode. I am the, and this is the Sussex set. Welcome back, everybody. And well, the queen wants y'all to know that she's going to be queen for another 100 years. Isn't that just the bee's knees? She's basically been everybody's grandma for the last, I don't know, like 65 years over there. And now she's letting the girls know, hey, it's going to be 70 years since I've been queen. Let's go ahead and start the celebrations now. Let me go ahead and let y'all know what my plans are. And this is what we're going to do. So don't be looking forward to nobody coming up after me, girl. Because the crown is still mine. And I can do a lot of things with this crown, even though I can't seem to protect my grandson and great-grandson. But I can do many, many things with this crown, and it is still mine. And Charles is just looking around like, okay, well, one day it'll be my turn. One day, just not today. You know, that must be some stale life, just waiting around, you know, 60, 70 years. Waiting around for your mama to die just so you can you know, be the guy with the big funny hat and like finally get some relevance and finally start calling some shots. That's crazy. Only to get there and still not really be relevant. And thank goodness Harry and Meghan left that world and that Archie won't actually get to grow up in that world. And it's been almost a year, if not actually a full year since they left the UK. The announcement came in January but they bounced in November. Do you remember? And I actually remember doing a podcast last year around this time saying, hey, oh, you're taking that six-week break? That's awesome. We love it. Don't actually go back. Because you don't have to live in England if you don't want to. That's the beauty of being the sixth in line. And, and the fact that it actually came true. Like at that point, we didn't really even know that they were going to stay in America or stay in North America. But turns out they did. And Megan actually never really, except for when they came back in March. Or was it January when they went to the Canada house? I can't even remember. remember. But she never really spent an, an extensive amount of time in England after they left that first Thanksgiving, which was last year. And sis ain't really been back, okay? She even left her baby. Now, Archie is the one who ain't been back, okay? And we love that, girl. We stand that. We stand that alone. We stand that alone. Archie is the one who ain't been back because Megan's not playing with them. And Harry's the only one in their family who has spent any reasonable amount of time because he did stay after the farewell tour for the whole Sandringham Summit. But when he left, he ain't been back. But the girls are still begging Harry to come back to England with or without his wife, girl, just come back. Really, it seems like y'all ought to be worried about y'all futures and your future futures because they're the ones who are there. They're the ones you're paying for. And speaking of the future, future, girl, let's go and get into this ghetto-ass mess with Will having the coronavirus. Oh, ah, the ghetto. The ghetto. The ghetto. And then hiding it like the people actually care. Because <laughs> that was really the funniest thing about all of it. And I'm not going to say it's funny that anybody gets the coronavirus, but... First of all, we don't even know that he actually had it. We don't. We don't. And we know he's a liar. We know he's a liar. We know he has a track record of being a liar. Liola. Um, but the fact that he was like, well, you know, I, I didn't want to alarm the nation. And 
uh, you know, after Paul had it, we didn't want to alarm the nation and, and get everybody upset and what have you. Well, that turned out to be the thing that he got roasted for the absolute most. And it was another one of those moments where the people that are roasting him are not even Sussex Squad. They're not even like in the royal fandoms, any of them. They're just regular people saying, assist what? We don't really care about you like that. And literally everybody's saying, well, you have an ego on you to think that we're actually going to give a damn about you getting coronavirus, girl. And the funny thing is, it backfired because he kept it a secret. People had a problem with that, if anything. Now, people love to complain about Harry and Meghan. Well, the people of England aren't funding Harry and Meghan anymore. You're funding Will. You're funding Will to tell you lies. You're paying for that lie. The boy lied. He's the leader of the Decepticons. But probably the most amazing thing about this news is how it all came full circle and how karma just keeps working and doing her thing. So first of all, to see how the fact that he said, oh, well, you know, this is something that needed to be kept private because, you know, I don't want to scare up the nation and uh, worry everybody because they love me so much. Oh, you want privacy? Wait, but you're publicly funded. And especially privacy about something like your health? What? Your wife doesn't even get privacy when she gives birth to a child. She has to go out and put her baby on the street and take pictures. Like y'all tried to do Harry and Meghan. They said, uh, hell nah, but go on, carry on. Anyway. Anyway, I just I just love Harry and Meghan, how they just have always done their own thing. But But what I'm saying is, speaking of Harry and Meghan... Do you remember? Do you remember how people tried to give Megan a hard time for not revealing her children, her child's godparents, for, you know, not letting the whole world up in her for JJ after she had her baby? That ain't nobody's business. And talking about, oh, but we pay for you. We pay for you. No, y'all actually pay for Will and Kate and their children. So you're talking about his health and the health of his heir? And he kept that a secret. So I think that's where people actually really did get upset because you can't really look at yourself in the mirror and like get mad about the sixth in line and his wife, but not get mad about something like this, where coronavirus is just taking people out. I think more than a million people globally have died. And so it is quite serious. It's nothing to joke about. But speaking of jokes, did you see how that video really came back to bite? Because when you do clownery, the great prophet said, when you do clownery. See, when you do clownery, the clown comes back to bite. That clown, <laughs> that clown come back to bite. And here's, here's the moment that I thought was somewhat of a, of a completion, like a full circle. The very first time I actually saw that video of and many, many publications and news agencies tweeted that video back in March when he's joking about coronavirus to like medical professionals like girl are you dumb but time was the first news publication that I saw actually tweet the video and have a caption with it at least with their tweet that was honest like I think that said something like Prince William is actually joking about 
people dying on the coronavirus or Prince William is joking about spreading the coronavirus. And like a lot of the English news agencies like Sky News and I remember Chris Shipp talking about, keep in mind, this is just a joke, as if he's taken up for him, knowing full well if Harry had done the same thing, nobody's going to be taken up for him. Um, Not like that egregiously to say something so stupid as Will said, but um, that that video got life again, started circulating all over Twitter and... Because who can trust anything you say at this point? And in case you haven't seen the video, basically he was saying the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge are spreading coronavirus. Do tell us if we need to stop. That's those are that's an actual quote. One hundred percent. That's what he said. And then he says, um, don't you think it's a little bit dramatic, a little bit quite hyped up in the media? Oh, no, I'm dying of coronavirus. Keeping in mind at this time, people were already dead in his own country from the coronavirus. And this is y'all's future. Y'all like y'all funding this nonsense. And y'all all up Harry and Megan's behind. Y'all funding this guy. Y'all funding egg over here to stand here and joke about y'all dying. Because when I say throw the whole country away, throw the whole island away, and I know some of the girls get upset when I say that. Um, and of course, you know, you can't throw an island away, so I guess I'm just kidding. But, <laughs> but like, is it not trash? Or See, because we can get rid of our trash. I mean, yeah, we had Trump and, you know, never going to be proud of that. Uh, you can throw us away too, to be quite honest. But um, see, we got a system and it ain't perfect, but it's in place where we can get rid of trash. Like we can literally take the trash out every four years if we got to. Every four years. That's not even half a decade. Again, it's not perfect because there's a lot of people in Congress that really don't need to be there that trash too. They should, they should just go home. But like y'all are funding people's whole lifestyles for centuries even and they joking about y'all getting the coronavirus Mm. and they're like treating the one guy who's trying to keep the whole institution afloat they're treating him like he is trash girl please stay off my instagram people people be coming for me on my instagram talking about some oh well you know i respect you why you be talking about england like that and you know you know i just i just be feeling bad because i live over here (laughs) look it ain't don't take it personally boo don't take it personally but like get out your feelings and get into reality can you um i just i just i just can't believe that these whole entire like these people's entire lives everything about their lives is funded by these taxpayers and he's sitting here joking about y'all and then when he gets it if he ever got it we're gonna assume that he's not lying but if he got it and then he lied about it and kept it a secret seems like some things kind of need to be evaluated over there like, for real, like, look at these people with an honest eye, like, because they're giving you so many opportunities to do it. And ultimately, what happens is they continue to make fools out of their citizens because the citizens do nothing but look the other way. And some of the royal reporters were pretty mad about it, or at least, you know, 
trying to show that they were surprised. But listen, when you enable somebody, they're going to show you what you just enabled them to do. You enable this guy to think that he's like the big shit, that he can do no wrong. And so when he lies to you about his uh, coronavirus or having coronavirus or keeping it a secret, rather, don't take to Twitter and get upset and talk about, well, if you're keeping this a secret, then what type of leader are you? Oh, the girls were hot. They were heated about it. But, like, all they did was just continue to then go back to what they normally do, which is bash Harry and Meghan, and the coronavirus news was over. Like, the news cycle moves very quick these days, but especially when you talk about the same royal reporter. So they're basically, like, slapping him on the wrist and saying, oh, well, well, you shouldn't have done that. Anyway, back to bashing your brother. And that was that was just fine with the people in uh, Buckingham Palace and Kensington Palace. Don't you know? But in reality, William was out with his kids in April. No masks, delivering meals door to door to people in England. You know, that was a photo op. Always a photo op, girl. Always, always a good time to use the kids for some good publicity because, you know, they belong to the public, too. That's sad, but um, Will and Kate don't care. They do not care uh, as long as they receive something out of it. Sorry, children, but uh, you didn't choose that life, but that's the life you got, unfortunately, and I, I really hope the best for them. But uh, no mask. So if, you know, in October we hear that he has a coronavirus in April, and back in April they were out just, you know, not social distancing, then did they all have it or did they give it to other people? Like, was it? a super spreader event in where they were or, you know, you just never know. And that's the problem when you keep secrets because now people have to use their imagination. And all the royal reporters were talking about, oh, well, you know, Will and Kate, they really did win the quarantine. Look at Harry and Meghan. We seeing Will and Kate do Zooms every day, literally right next to each other. So then that means that if he had it, then she had it. They won the quarantine. Yeah. What did they win? The coronavirus itself. Good job, guys. Congratulations. And that's what the royal reporters get for bragging on them just blindly. No reason other than just to put Harry and make it down. You get what you get because you bragged on the liar. You bragged on somebody who kept something major, a secret from you. And ultimately, in hindsight, they end up looking like fools. You know, so eager to bash Harry and Megan. If Harry and Meghan had it, I really do believe they would say something. But even if they didn't, that's the beauty of it because they're no longer being funded by you folks. They don't have to tell anybody anything that they don't want to because they are private citizens. That is a difference between the Sussexes and the Cambridges. And at least Charles had the decency to let people know as soon as he got it. As soon as he got it. Yeah, people kind of, you know, jabbed him for saying, hey, well, you know, you can go seclude in, in a palace or you can go seclude somewhere else in Scotland. The rest of us can't do that. But at least you knew. At least you knew the next in line had the coronavirus. Same with y'all's crazy prime minister. When he got it, you knew. Say what you want about him. I don't like the guy. But at least he told you. Because that's what people in those positions should do. And for people to be promoting Will like he is the next king, well, then when you got it, you should have said something because you see yourself as just important, don't you? See, but what he did was very Trumpian. Trumpian. You remember when Trump got the coronavirus? 
and didn't tell anybody until after the super spreader event. Like people at that White House super spreader event where they announced that Supreme Court judge is some people that died that went to that and they died. They did die. And <laughs> and, and, you know, this is the thing. This is where I can say, you know, Will is probably a little bit similar to Trump in that people still question whether Trump actually had it. I think he did have it because he, he looked tired as hell. He looked out as hell and out of breath. But uh, I think it was more telling that he never told anyone or his doctors never told any of the reporters that asked when his last negative was. So he lied about when he had it. And we still don't know when he had it. But at least we know that he had it. Cannot say the same for the future future. And see, this is just another reason to celebrate that the Sussexes have not set foot on that island since March. See, Harry and Meghan are long-term thinkers. They're trying to stay away from all that nonsense. They don't want nothing to do with it. And looking at the situation, who can really blame them? Especially Meghan. Girl, you ever left a toxic environment, mostly work environment, and you leave for an extended period of time, and then when it's time for you to actually come back, you think, huh, you know what? I'm not actually going to come back. I quit. I'm done. Here's my resignation letter. Um, <laughs> even though that's not exactly what happened with Harry and Meghan, but girl, why would they come back? Why would they come back? And I love the way Meghan pulled the old okie doke like everybody thought she was going to come back in January, including me, but... She said, oh, yeah, girl, I got to testify at this trial, child. And then she said, psych. And <laughs> uh, basically uh, put in for the judge to actually postpone it until further out next year because the girl has got things to do. She's got things to do. She has real business to attend to and uh, can't relate to all the mother folks who ain't really got no business. She's got things she's got to do. And it's still the middle of a pandemic. So it's really asking a lot for somebody to actually fly across a continent and across an ocean just to be in a viper pit. No, thanks. I love how the people were all salivating, especially the haters, especially the critics waiting for them to come back, waiting for her to come back so they can nitpick and, you know, zoom in on every little thing that she does. Oh, girl, they had their Twitter fingers ready. They were all warmed up and hot and ready to go, only to be told they have to wait another nine months. Harry's probably going to come back before. Now, granted, the Invictus Games postponed a year. They're still happening in The Hague. So they're going to be in Europe somewhere. <laughs> and wouldn't it be just nice and petty if they went to uh, the Netherlands, but not England at any time during the Invictus Games? Only for Megan and Archie, and if, if, if they decide to bring Archie, only for Megan to go right back to California. <laughs> Girl, would I love it, and I wouldn't put it past them because my faves are petty. They're petty. But if you wanted them in England, you should have treated them better. You should have made sure. See, because you were short-sighted. Didn't you just hear me say Harry and Megan are long-sighted? And if the royal family was as, as long-sighted as Harry and Meghan, they would have saw that Harry and Meghan were actually needed in England, in the royal family specifically. You would have saw that you needed them. You wouldn't have got rid of the, the people that you need. And now look at you. You're on the front seat of the struggle bus. 
looking for relevance still. I mean, they're over there trying to dress like Megan. They're trying to talk like Megan. They got handbags and trousers like Megan. It's really weird. It's weird. It would be flattering if it wasn't so weird, you know? But acting like her place, even just for those few short years in the royal family, had no impact. Girl, it seems like she made all the difference, but not enough of a difference because y'all are still duds. And it was also around this time last year that we saw that picture of the slimmed down monarchy that was, you know, supposedly selected to send a message to these two individuals, Harry and Meghan, who are just flying a little bit too high, child. We got to let them know who the real King Dangalangs is up in here. And that's what they did. And Harry said, okay, that's what y'all want, girl. You can have it. Let me show you what we finna do. Matter of fact, let me help you and go ahead and get my family up out the way because y'all got all the room in the world to build y'all slim down monarchy because we don't want none of it. No how. Did you see when my son was born, he didn't get a title? Did you see how we did that? See, but now you hearing all the stories about how the poor queen, Miss Archie, and now how granddaddy Charles, Miss Archie, and how the kids won't get to see their cousin. Well, given how y'all treated the boy when he was in utero, when how you treated his mom when she was actually carrying him, seems like y'all didn't want him to be born in the first place. Now it's, oh, we miss Archie. No, you don't miss Archie. What you miss is being in the headlines. So you're going to use Archie's name to try to get you some sympathy among the people and also to try to get you a spot on somebody's front page. Maybe Charles misses Archie. Because I don't know what it's like to be a grandparent. I'm sure grandparents got love for all their grandkids. But, like, don't you have any authority to make sure you, that Archie is protected when he's, like, literally a stone's throw away from you? That wasn't a part of your priority list. So you can't even say anything. And somebody said something on Twitter. I apologize for not remembering who it was, but they said that, the first time Kate actually ever was seen in a photo in the same area as as Archie was at the polo match where Will and Harry were both being, uh, they were players in the match and their wives and kids were there. And Archie was a baby. I know y'all remember because everybody, as they do, focused in on Megan. Oh, well, she don't know how to hold a baby. Oh, look, poor baby. Girl, Archie was just fine. Mind your business. Can you go get you some? But Kate didn't even engage with Archie. Kate didn't even engage with uh, Megan. And really, if you ask me, the onus is on the person who got the kids who can uh, walk around. Megan was basically holding a child. So she ain't really going straight too far from where her vehicle is. But Kate didn't even hardly engage. I think you saw like the little one, Lewis, engaging with uh, like Archie and Megan. And that was maybe a photograph of that. But girl, you didn't even see them talking and chatting it up. And Megan does not seem like a type of individual who's going to be hard to talk to. So if you can't relate to Megan in this moment on a uh, level, like a maternal level or just woman to woman, even seeing that she has this newborn who can't even walk, can't even crawl at that point. Don't be talking about how you miss Archie, girl. And then in January of this year, there was uh, right before the announcement, in fact, that they were uh, stepping down as royals, as senior royals. Uh, I remember laughing at an article, a headline that said, well, another 
pretty much the same thing that's happening now. Kate's saying, oh, well, you know, I hope the cousins get to spend a little bit more time with Archie. It'll be nice. Girl, don't be using my baby name for no positive publicity. And I was glad they announced. Like, literally about a week later, they said, nah, we're actually out. We're out. So you can go ahead and take that fantasy and put it somewhere else. Because it's not happening here. So, girl, again, let me go ahead and repeat this refrain. You should have treated them better if you wanted them to still be there. And the queen is more powerful than anybody over there. So stop using her as an excuse. She's not some helpless old lady. She's not a victim. She is the head of state. And yeah, while she is a great grandma, she's the queen. So when it mattered, when it was time for her to actually throw her weight around, because I refuse to believe she is as clueless as they're trying to make her seem. Because see, they try to make her seem clueless when it's convenient for everybody else. But she ain't as clueless as they make her seem. She should have thrown her weight around when it mattered the most. And then she might have her great-grandchild up under her like she wants, or reportedly as she wants. And so the black-ass bottom line of it all is this. Archie is a miracle baby, for one. He's a miracle baby. You know, given what his mama went through, she was having what was considered a geriatric pregnancy. She was under stress that she had never been in her life. She didn't even miscarry. And she had a healthy baby. I know they big mad at Megan for that. And then to sit here and say, oh, but we want to see your baby too. Girl, Archie ain't having none of that. Why you think she leaves him in America when she goes over there? She did it twice. Archie's not coming over there. And when he's ready to come, then he'll come. But don't don't come for him unless he's sin for you, okay? Because right now, he's out here enjoying the palatial and splendid grounds of House Sussex and Montecito. And that ain't none of your business. Archer said, bag, 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 bag. Give me 50 feet. Don't try to give me dad because you ain't no kin to me. You feel me? Go on and mind your business. Go on and get you some. Because I don't know if y'all got the memo, but they ain't got no business. I'm going to keep saying it until they get the picture. Go get you some. Because it's honestly, truly the easiest thing in the world to do. And the irony is they're probably too damn lazy to go do that. But anyway, let's move on. Did you know Archie told his mama to go vote in the election? He said, girl, get out there and go make history because... She is the first royal to ever cast a ballot. Probably ever, but certainly for president of the United States. Because, you know, bad bitches do what they want to do. And Megan's no exception. And we love that. So as much as they try to complain about her just telling the good people to get out there and go vote, however they chose, just vote. Um, And we see the importance of casting a vote do we in this election if any that is an important thing to do it's an important job to do and it's everybody's obligation to do it if they have the right to do it all the girl said was go vote and she certainly did go vote and we love it uh making history every year if she wants to and I love that for her I love that for her and you know what I think about it like this she's also voting for Harry Harry doesn't get to vote um 
as a royal in England, there's there's nothing he can actually vote for because it's supposedly they got to be impartial, which we know that's a joke because, oh, girl. Anyway, um, we can all breathe a little bit easier after this election for sure. Um, Georgia just got called for Joe Biden, which I don't remember that happening in my lifetime. Not that I can remember, but... Um, you know, democracy is important. I know y'all don't have that over there, but uh, we see how critical it is over here. That's why I never had an issue with Megan or Harry telling people to go vote, despite him not being able to vote. But guess who will be able to vote and is going to vote as soon as he turns 18? You guessed it. The King of England, Archie. Mountbatten Windsor, he's going to vote because he gets, you know, that's his right. And, you know, on a serious note, <laughs> sorry, y'all just got to let me cut up sometimes. On a serious note, though, glad the election is over. Thank y'all for putting up with all of us just saying, go vote, go vote. I'm sure everybody was tweeting that because we see how important it is and what it ultimately comes down to. Because over here, our system is so stupid where it could literally hinge on one state. Uh, but just seeing how, like, we could have had a dictator. Now, granted, we do have a democracy. And I think the danger is if, and this is a little bit un-Sussex related, but, or not Sussex related, but I think that the danger is when people are saying, whew, child, we finally got rid of him. Thank God. Even though he's not admitting defeat and that in and of itself is dangerous, um, when Joe Biden is sworn in as the 46th president of the United States, there's still damage done to our democracy and that cannot get ignored. Like that cannot be ignored because the fact that 70 million people voted for the guy who basically want, he's basically like a strong man. He, he's basically the uh, spokesperson for white supremacy in America um, and probably globally too, girl, but he's that guy and the fact that he's basically the president of the United States questioning the actual system that got him in the position that he's in. Um, there is there could be a slow erosion to our democracy that may not be noticed year to year or election cycle to election cycle where 30, 40 years down the road, the country or the system itself that makes America what it is, is unrecognizable so uh, my hope for anybody that's listening is just please don't take your eye off the ball yes we still got the senate races in georgia i'm promoting the heck out of that uh but if you're in america at least democracy is fragile it is not something that is always going to be in existence. You can't take it for granted. It has to constantly be maintained. And while this election was a part of that maintenance, the fact that someone who basically questions the system itself is in a position to do that and to do harm to that democracy is something we should all see as a wake-up call. Really, really, because... We're in danger of losing. We're still in danger of losing ourselves over here, given how divided this country is. And so I hope there's a lot of healing that can be done. But listen, if the difference between you and me is I see your humanity and you, you don't see mine, 
then we ain't going to never be on the same page. But we still got to keep that democracy intact because that's what makes this a country. So um, good luck to us. Uh, Let's hope we can uh, basically uh, change this country from a landfill that it is uh, in, in a lot of ways. And I'm saying this as a child of somebody who served even still most of my life in the military. Um, love this country, but girl, we got some work to do. So hopefully we can, we can be consistent with that and that it will just, uh, keep going on the up and up. I mean, we're off to a decent start, uh, and I hope it continues, but that's me on my political soapbox. So I'm going to get off now, but America does seem brighter. I'm sure many of you guys that were watching it overseas, It feels a little bit different. I know over here, immediately after the election was officially called and and Joe Biden was projected to be the president that Saturday, and I'm glad it happened on a Saturday, too, uh, things just felt different. You know, I tweeted, you know, black women are walking around a little bit different, (laughs) probably just because, um, you know, it is going to be it, it it feels different like america even felt different when obama was president because it 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 gives you the sense of possibility and then now to see a female in that office like in that position and then for it to be a black female a biracial uh black female incredible but it was amazing to see everybody dancing in the streets so it was a, it was just a a nice shift and i think there's going to be a pivot Now, I'm going to judge it, of course, but there's going to be a pivot with how uh, people attempt to rewrite history and how they covered Megan, because now the the most powerful woman in the world is a black woman. And that is Kamala Harris. I'm sorry. I think she's more more powerful than the queen. When when she swears uh, in as the vice president of the United States, she is one what they call one heartbeat away from the presidency. And Joe Biden is the oldest president to ever be elected. So she's the most powerful woman in the world once she takes that office. And it's a woman of color, you know. So I think a lot of people, we saw it when the whole, you know, protest kicked off, the Black Lives Matter. And there were a few uh, royal reporters who were trying to be like, oh, well, you know, let me atone because I played a part in this whole racist coverage of, um, of Megan. Well, now, because... I don't necessarily know if Kamala and Megan know each other personally, but I know they see each other, and that is so important. Um, I think there's definitely going to be a pivot, and there's definitely some people trying to somehow praise Kamala as a biracial woman and put some distance between how they basically trashed Megan because she is a bi- biracial woman and a woman of color in a certain space, a black woman in a certain space. Harry and Meghan, I won't say they're in that circle because I'm not going to I'm not going to say that. But I know they're close with the Obamas. I know Harry is closer with the Obamas, like his relationship goes back with the Obamas. Therefore, it goes back with the Bidens. Right. Because the Obamas and the Bidens are actually uh, they were actually a first family and a second family that enjoyed each other. Like they liked and respected each other. They liked to be around each other. Can't quite say that about the Cheneys and the Bushes. And sometimes it's like that. You don't know which two families you're going to get. Uh, but the Bidens and like Joe Biden's grandkids and Malia and Sasha Obama are friends to this day. You know, so like they go deep. And Harry has 
been around them when they were promoting him, um, getting his Invictus game started, 2014, 2015, 2016. Harry came over here in 2013 when uh, the Bidens were the second family. And uh, Jill Biden has been someone who's been a proponent for military families and supporting military families because um, I'm not sure if she came from a military family, but I know Bo was in the military, her son that passed away. Harry was military. So it's that that whole thing. So they kind of go way back. And so with now Joe Biden, Jill Biden, Kamala Harris being pretty much at the top of the food chain. And don't let this fact get lost on you. The fact that Kamala Harris is also a California girl. We don't know what we're going to see in the future. We don't know how. And not to say that Harry and Meghan are even going to try, but we don't know how those relationships will be presented in the next four years, you know, or what kind of initiatives they collaborate on uh, or how how things kind of cross or how their lines and their paths cross. But we know the Obamas are at Netflix. We know Harry and Meghan are at Netflix. We know they have content that they're going to be putting out uh, probably both on and off the platform. And we know they're all global players. So when Harry and Meghan on the other side of coronavirus, there's going to be a shift of how a shift in how people cover them. And there are going to be a lot of people trying to distance themselves from their own words. But, you know, we got the receipts. But what I'm saying is watch how they try to do it. Just watch. But one thing you're not going to be able to do is rewrite history. One thing I found funny was um, when I was looking over the pictures of when Harry and uh, Jill Biden were, I think they were in London, but I think they had met the year before that. Uh, but she was supporting him for the Invictus Games. And there were some quotes of Joe saying, oh, well, you know, I'm just trying to uh, get my wife back from Harry <laughs> or I'm trying to... Um, Basically saying that Jill was spending too much time with Harry as if like there was like some kind of a crush or something like that, which, you know, Harry's charming. Everybody, everybody loves Harry, you know, not just because he's a fine prince, because he's the one with the personality girl. But um, things don't change. Like, the, that's the thing that I wish people would understand. You are who you are. Harry has always been who he is. He was this, this, this is years before he met Megan. He has always been who he is. He's always been someone that is highly relatable, uh, that people like to be around. That doesn't change just because he he marries uh, a woman you don't think is good enough for him. And you know Michelle Obama supports Megan. Period, sis. Did you see in British Vogue where Megan said, oh, yeah, she's my friend. Yeah, we're friends. We're friends now. And, you know, we don't know that <laughs> we don't know that they haven't like like chopped it up multiple, multiple times since uh, Megan's been back over here in the States, because that's really none of our business. But we don't know that n any of these things haven't already taken place. So Jilly from Philly hanging out with Captain Wells up oh, Major Wells. A fun fact. Did you know that Joe Biden is also from Philadelphia, raised in the Philadelphia suburbs. Yes, indeed. So we happen to be blessed with not one, but two Jillies from Philly. And I mean, girl, how can you lose? Uh, but I think their friendship is cute or his friendship with the Bidens. I, I love that. And 
you know, who knows where that's going to go. But I'm just saying, I think some tunes might change. And if they don't, then, you know, we won't be surprised by that either. But I just want to see how things play out. I don't know if you noticed, Harry and Meghan ain't coming back. And I know they didn't said, oh, you know, we would have been back if it wasn't for the coronavirus. But, and which that might be true, not doubting that, but we see they are in no rush to go back. And in that way, Corona kind of, you know, that was a little bit of a silver lining for them. Not that they would want that silver lining, given how devastating coronavirus has been, but it's a legitimate reason to not travel. And it's certainly a, a, a reason to not travel back into a place where you ain't going to be nothing but abused. So it's great to see them surrounded by people with vision because they are people with vision. You can't have vision when pretty much your whole life is just to wait on somebody to die so you can be king. You know, your life is made up for you already. It's boring. It's predictable. But if you have a vision and you want to actually do something with your life and make an impact and maybe the future isn't all that certain, but that's the fun of it, then you actually get to be around other people who have made their own way in the world, you know, uh, who have made incredible impacts on the lives of many people. Not to say people are perfect because they're just not, but I'm glad that they can be around like minds and be around people who are um, creative when it comes to their thought processes. And they're not backbiting. You know, they're not trying to see if somebody else falls. Because if you got to cut somebody down just so you can stand tall, like Toni Morrison said, then you have a real problem. And, you know, while we're on the subject, let's talk about this wreath situation. Talk about cutting somebody down. Let's talk about that. So here's the backstory. Harry sent a wreath to be uh, laid at the Cenotaph like they do every year for Remembrance Day, a couple of days before. Uh, I don't really know what they call it over here, but over here we call it Veterans Day. But it's always November 11th over there as well. And uh, they had the ceremony. Many of you may remember where Megan uh, was dressed in black. All of them are always dressed in black, but... Uh, I think the most recent time Megan had the uh, like the Beyonce formation hat style hat sort of hat on. <laughs> um, but where they stand in black and they basically are solemnly observing this ceremony and they're laying the wreaths and you have all the people in the military formation and things of that nature. Well, Harry, not being able to make it back over to England, asked, hey, would you please lay one for me? Uh, I very much would like to remember and observe this day because I have immense respect for people that gave their lives in battle. I know what it's like to be in battle. I would like to uh, have one laid in my name. Do you notice somebody just said no? They said no. And so the initial reports were that the courtiers decided that well, you know, since he's not over here, then we won't lay a wreath. And his wreath was left behind. It was literally left behind uh, at the British Legion uh, in Kent. I think I'm saying that right. If I'm not, I apologize. But someone decided, no, Harry, you can't do it. Imagine living your life in that institution. Like, how dare you? Someone who didn't even serve decide 
that this man who is a major, not just a captain, a major, that like his token of appreciation couldn't be laid there along with the others. All the rest of the people that are there that are in the royal family, at least, they're playing dress up. Yeah, Andrew served, but he can't be seen in public. Not for real. And he didn't serve on anybody's front lines the way Harry did. But the rest of the girls are out there playing dress up. Harry's the only one who can actually put on a uniform and say that he earned it. They really tried to cut bro down. But see, this is what they did. Harry and Meghan decided, oh, well, y'all ain't got no embargo on Remembrance Day. (laughs) And not to say that they used it as, you know, as an occasion to be petty. A lot of people interpreted it as that. But I don't think that was that at all. I think there was hurt in that in that uh, moment. Uh, people talked about the photographer and how, you know, somebody told me, oh, well, she tried to make it a fashion show. Girl, why don't you get off a tit? That was my friend. Like someone who's my friend, like, like my actual friend, uh, British, of course, was saying, oh, well, you know what? A, a Republican, by the way. Oh, well, you know what? Well, they shouldn't have made it a fashion show. Well, actually, just because she can dress doesn't mean it was a fashion show. Uh, and they're not the first royals to ever have their picture taken in a cemetery honoring the people that are lying in there. So I see a lot of hurt in that picture, though. The fact that his family would be so nasty to him over something so somber when none of them sacrificed what he did. And I hate what what Harry and Meghan's photos in the Los Angeles uh, cemetery turned into because I honestly feel that, you know, let's say in a parallel universe, Harry, you know, they decided that they would lay his wreath with everybody else's wreath. Harry would have still been at that cemetery taking pictures because he wasn't able to do it in England. He still would have been there, you know? And how is it and why is it that Harry and Meghan can have their photos taken showing that they're commemorating that day. Maybe there were photos that they wanted for themselves in the future to be able to show, but then they also wanted to share as if to say, we are in solidarity and we also remember. And we respect the lives that have been lost and the people who are in their families who have also suffered that loss. But no, never could it be that simple. They had to turn it into Oh, now Harry and Meghan are using the dead? Oh, they're using the dead for a fashion show? Oh, that is a PR blunder. But how much of a blunder could it be when it knocks all of the other royals from the front page? They didn't do that for attention. Now, granted, I'm sure they knew it would get attention, but certainly not that kind. I mean, you girls were really just jumping out the window on that one. Like you really were. Because it really didn't backfire on them because you already hate them. So really anything that you say about them that is critical, it's going to blend in with all the other stuff that you didn't say for the last two or three years. You're just choosing to act a little bit more outraged this time because of its uh, it being on Remembers Day. But you don't care. And now y'all back to just criticizing Harry and Meghan for living and breathing like you always do. But you can't shame a man who served on the front lines and you can't shame him for honoring the dead. And don't hate Megan because she's beautiful. 
and because all the girls want to be her all you hating ass girls you want to be her because you know you do but what megan could have done was skipped around the cemetery with a parasol but she didn't do that your fave did but see y'all don't care nothing about that Y'all are only here to find ways to criticize Harry and Meghan. And this is why I say, throw the whole island away. Just throw it away, girl. Just throw it, just, just go and throw it in the trash. Because y'all stay turning the other cheek. When the white ones stay cutting the fool. But let Harry and Meghan take a picture. And then somehow the world's about to come to an end. Get over it. The black woman has your prints. You're never going to get them back. Get over it. It's time. Stop embarrassing yourselves. You sound like a sore loser like Trump. And I'm speaking specifically to the haters. Y'all sound pathetic. Move on. And anyway, they continue to get more power. And there's not a whole lot that you can do about it. The black lady stole your man. She stole your prince too. And she's just going to just get more and more powerful, just like Kamala Harris. And we know black excellence really offends a lot of you guys, like the penguin looking dude, like Kim called the guy. He looks like the penguin because he does. If you if you watch Batman, you know, the penguin who wears a tuxedo, the guy, uh, the, the Kill Clooney guy who said, who called Kamala the Indian, if Joe, Joe moves on and then the Indian becomes president. You remember that tweet? Uh, what a, like, what a joke, girl. But to me, when I read that, it was just, oh, okay. So it's just that she's not white. That's what you don't like about it. Um, you disgusting. Like, who, girl? Let me stop before, before I really get ahead of myself. And, like, offend half of the people listening to this. Because, listen, black people ain't did nothing to these folks. And this is probably why I'm so disgusted with a lot of English folks. Um, And it's not English folks, really. It's more like the culture. Like, the way y'all try to pretend, or at least culturally, the way England tries to present itself as post-racial knowing full well you ain't never been you ain't never been you have never been and so when we look at two biracial women black women who are in positions of power and or authority in the way that they treat these women just because they occupy space that you don't deem them worthy of i mean the when 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 kamala became joe biden's vice presidential pick she was called an HOE. They called it Joe and the Ho. That's what the Republicans called called her. The way black women are disrespected. Do you think when we get power, we're going to take our foot off y'all's necks? No, no, we are not going to do that. So don't even be expecting to get a breath in because it's not going to happen. And maybe that's a part of your anger with the Sussexes is because, you know, Megan is not finna let up. And Harry ain't going to do nothing but big her up the whole time. So you can sit there and you can be angry. You can sit there, you can hate. But understand, look at them and then look at you. You will lose. You are losing. You have lost. And onward and upward, speaking of winning, 
We're seeing a little bit more uh, into what Archwell is about to be. Uh, we got a few more clues as to who's joining the team. We see Toya Holness, who uh, I think she was a former uh, footballer. I'll call it what y'all call it, footballer. Uh, but she is a part of now their communication teams. I believe she's the the press secretary. And also the communications, former communication director of Pinterest, uh, Christine Shermer. Yeah, we love it. I love it because it's going to be a tight ship. Everything the Sussexes have done since they left England has been airtight. Ain't no leaks from nobody. Honey, you come here because you're qualified, but also because we trust you. You got a track record. Reputation matters to you. I know we can't say that for everybody, but it matters to the people that they surround themselves with. And I just love it. You know, we're just getting a drip at a time. But I'm loving everything I'm seeing. And I love how Toya Holness's Twitter is like already locked down. Don't even try to follow me, girl. Because if I don't know you, then you're not getting in. <laughs> I know everybody kind of goes to their Twitter when that news breaks because anything related to Harry and Meghan goes around the world. I know I did, but I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna request to follow her because it. And that's another thing that I'm kind of gonna get away from is just like following everything related to uh, any news out of Harry and Meghan in terms of like following actual individuals. Um, no, I'm just gonna keep up with what they do, and that's that because I don't need to know, you know what their press secretary ate for breakfast. I just don't, <laughs> you know, um, but I love that it's not even an option. We love it. And not only that, it might've actually already been locked down beforehand. So, but I love, it's not an option for haters because uh, we know how that tends to go. Girl, somebody probably already trying to do their Googles on, on, on those two ladies, but God bless. I know they know that, uh, Harry and Meghan have their haters and, you know, that's just going to come with the territory. But, you know, when you think about bigger things and, you know, you are a woman with vision, <laughs> uh, it doesn't phase you. So, but probably the best part out of all of this and probably the future announcements, you know, the announcement to come of who's been appointed to what in Archwell the British press are going to have no idea. And when somebody comes in or when somebody leaves for what whatever reason, you're not going to be able to make up any lies about it. You know how when Harry and Meghan became the Duke and Duchess of Sussex and they had their own offices and they were saying, oh, well, this person's been here for a decade and all of a sudden they've left. Oh, well, what's the problem now? What's the problem? Is Meghan really a hurricane, as they say? None of that. None of that. None of that. Because you ain't got no sources over here. And you ain't got no lies to be told over here because really you don't know what's going on over here. I love it. And that's the beauty of being self-funded. And so, you know, with that, that is pretty much all I have for today. Definitely hit me up on IG at Sussexet and you can find me on Twitter at 
Ah, no, you thought I was going to say it. You can find me at Megan Mood. I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. Megan Mood, you feel me? Um, and, you know, let's let's just see how long I last. Yeah. Uh, and you can find me on Patreon at Sussex Set or Patreon.com slash Sussex Set. Shout out to all of my patrons there. You know, I love you. And to the uh, few people that have sent me something on pay- on PayPal, I really appreciate you guys. I know um, in the last chat you guys were asking, can I do a membership here on YouTube? Uh, I will do that in the coming days. Uh, well, actually, in the coming months, I meant to say. Um, I do want to kind of start developing some content to share with you guys here. So uh, for those who who do decide to become members, so you can look out for that. But at some point in the future, just I guess not at this particular moment. You're definitely free to join the Patreon if you want to do that. But uh, I don't really have a whole lot else. I know The Crown is coming up pretty soon. Can't wait to watch that for the world to see all of the parallels between the royal family of the 1980s and the 90s and how they treated Diana and the 20 teens and how they treated Harry and Meghan. That's going to be fun. I'll probably do a uh, review of it like I did last year, a little mini review of The Crown because I love that show. But yeah, other than that, guys, thanks for tuning in. As always, please take care of yourselves. Wear a mask, wash your hands, social distance, distance where you can. And keep the faith, honey. Like Joe Biden said, keep the faith. But like his grandma said, don't just keep it, spread it. You feel? That's really the only thing we're trying to spread in 2020. So take care. And until next time. Peace. I'm a bad bitch. You can't kill me. Kill me.